No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we begin the Book of Lamentations, where Jeremiah weeps over Jerusalem as he sees the affliction and distress that has come upon her. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible. In the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon wrote, Sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. Now, this certainly goes against the grain of the world, which prefers to escape its problems through laughter and avoid pain and sorrow at all costs. Now, we would admit that laughter is good medicine, and there is great joy in the Lord. But sin brings sadness, and when a person's wrong actions catch up with him, then sorrow is not only appropriate, it also brings healing. In the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah writes five dirges over the loss of Jerusalem, his beloved city. He writes as an eyewitness to her fall. In the 3rd century BC, a group of 70 Jewish scholars gathered to translate the Hebrew scriptures into Greek, the common language of the Mediterranean world at the time due to the influence of Alexander the Great. This translation is known as the Septuagint. In the Septuagint, Lamentations is prefaced with this statement. And it came to pass, after Israel was led into captivity and Jerusalem laid waste, that Jeremiah sat weeping and lamented with this lamentation over Jerusalem. Jeremiah writes as one who is brokenhearted over everything his eyes have seen. The first four dirges, corresponding to Lamentations 1 through 4, are acrostic, meaning that there are 22 lines corresponding to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, with each successive line beginning with a successive letter of the alphabet. Perhaps this was to aid in its memorization. So we begin today a book of poetry, the Book of Lamentations. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How like a widow is she, who was great among the nations. The princess among the provinces has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night. Her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. In the first 11 verses of this chapter, Jeremiah is an observer from the outside looking into the city and grieving over it. Jeremiah personifies Jerusalem and compares her to a woman who has just been bereaved of her husband. She had been an unfaithful wife and had gone after other lovers, worshiping the gods of the surrounding nations. She had made alliances with the nations to resist Babylon, but her friends had betrayed her. Some even joined the Babylonians against her. Judah has gone into captivity under affliction and hard servitude. She dwells among the nations. She finds no rest. All her persecutors overtake her in dire straits. Judah had gone into captivity, affliction, and hard servitude. 
Where she once enjoyed resting in the Lord, she now had neither rest nor peace. The roads to Zion mourn because no one comes to the set feasts. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh, her virgins are afflicted, and she is in bitterness. In her glory days, many people made pilgrimages to Jerusalem for the three annual feasts of Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. But now her gates were desolate, and she was in bitterness. Her adversaries have become the master. Her enemies prosper, for the Lord has afflicted her because of the multitude of her transgressions. Her children have gone into captivity before the enemy. So her enemies now ruled over her. And why did this happen? Because the Lord had afflicted her. Listen, if God is for us, then who can be against us? That's the promise. But if God becomes our enemy, then woe to us. Thankfully, we live in the age of grace, where if we will but come humbly, trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins, then we will no longer be at enmity with God, but will be accepted in the beloved Jesus Christ. We will all have someone rule us. If we reject God's rule, then Satan will be our master. But why would anyone choose this ruthless taskmaster over our loving Father God? While Jeremiah wept over the city's destruction, he did not find fault with God. Jerusalem was receiving her just due for her many transgressions. And from the daughter of Zion, all her splendor has departed. Her princes have become like deer that find no pasture, that flee without strength before the pursuer. Jerusalem had been the glory of the world, for the one temple to Yahweh was found in her. But now her splendor had departed and her temple was destroyed. When the Babylonians breached her walls, King Zedekiah and his princes sought to escape, but they were apprehended. They were all like deer that had no pasture. In the days of her affliction and roaming, Jerusalem remembers all her pleasant things that she had in the days of old when her people fell into the hand of the enemy with no one to help her. The adversaries saw her and mocked at her downfall. She looked back on the days of old when she enjoyed many pleasant things, but those days were gone, and now the nations she had sought as lovers mocked her, seeing her downfall. Jerusalem has sinned gravely, therefore she has become vile. All who honored her despise her because they have seen her nakedness. Yes, she sighs and turns away. Her uncleanness is in her skirts. She did not consider her destiny. Therefore, her collapse was awesome. She had no comforter. Oh, Lord, behold my affliction, for the enemy is exalted. Like an adulterous woman caught in the act, her shameful nakedness was now exposed. She had presumed that she could continue in her illicit indulgences with impunity, but she had deceived herself, and now she had no one to comfort her. Sin demands a horrible price from those who enjoy its temporary pleasures. The adversary has spread his hand over all her pleasant things, for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary, those whom you commanded not to enter your assembly. 
The sanctuary in Jerusalem was so holy that the common Jews could not even enter it. Only the priests could enter the holy place where the lampstand, the table of showbread, and the altar of incense stood. And only the high priest could enter the most holy place once a year on the Day of Atonement. So what a sacrilege it was when the heathen nations now entered her holy sanctuary to defile it. All her people sigh. They seek bread. They have given their valuables for food to restore life. See, O Lord, and consider, for I am scorned. During the Babylonian siege, the people were starving. They sought bread and would have gladly given their most treasured possessions, but there was no bread to be found. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Behold and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which has been brought on me, which the Lord has inflicted in the day of his fierce anger. In the last 11 verses of this chapter, the perspective changes. Now Jerusalem, the bereaved widow, is speaking. Her sorrow is incomparable to anyone else's. From above, he has sent fire into my bones and it overpowered them. He has spread a net for my feet and turned me back. He has made me desolate and faint all the day. The yoke of my transgressions was bound. They were woven together by his hands and thrust upon my neck. He made my strength fail. The Lord delivered me into the hands of those whom I am not able to withstand. Her affliction is illustrated here in four ways. First, it is like a fire that has been sent into her bones. Of course, there was a literal fire in Jerusalem that burned the temple and the city gates and walls. Second, her affliction was like a net that had been spread for her feet. Now she was caught like a bird in a snare. Third, her affliction was like a heavy yoke that had been placed upon her. She would now bear this yoke of destruction and captivity, and there was no relief in sight. However, in reality, God would deliver her, but only after she had been in captivity for 70 years. The Lord has trampled underfoot all my mighty men in my midst. He has called an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord trampled as in a winepress the virgin daughter of Judah. Fourth, Her affliction was like grapes in the winepress. So she had been crushed and her blood spilled like juice from the grapes. For these things I weep. My eye, my eye overflows with water because the comforter who should restore my life is far from me. My children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. Zion spreads out her hands, but no one comforts her. The Lord has commanded concerning Jacob that those around him become his adversaries. Jerusalem has become an unclean thing among them. Jeremiah references weeping many times in his lamentations. His heart is broken for his people and his city, for the Lord who was once their helper had become their adversary. The Lord is righteous, for I rebelled against his commandment. Hear now all peoples and behold my sorrow. My virgins and my young men have gone into captivity. Jeremiah justifies the Lord in his righteous indignation and his right to chasten his people. I called for my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my elders breathed their last in the city while they sought food to restore their life. 
The people looked in vain for help from their priests and elders, but they could do nothing. See, O Lord, that I am in distress. My soul is troubled. My heart is overturned within me, for I have been very rebellious. Outside the sword bereaves. At home, it is like death. Jerusalem was in great despair and distressed with nowhere to turn. They have heard that I sigh, but no one comforts me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad that you have done it. Bring on the day you have announced that they may become like me. Let all their wickedness come before you and do to them as you have done to me. For all my transgressions for my sighs are many and my heart is faint. So she cries out in desperation that the Lord would do to her enemies as he had done to her. Now God would indeed judge Babylon for how she treated his people. But the ultimate judgment against all of Israel's enemies will occur in the day of the Lord. That is the great tribulation when God will pour out his wrath on the wicked and ungodly people of this world who have rejected him and trampled the cross of Christ underfoot. This book of Lamentations is hard to read, but it does remind us that when we reap what we have sown, the best thing we can do is to simply humble ourselves beneath the mighty hand of God and turn from our sins, knowing that he is ultimately gracious and merciful to all who call upon him in truth. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Jeremiah continues to weep over Jerusalem because God has poured out his anger upon her. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Lamentations on Simply the Bible.